It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm going to be riding solo today. And uh, what prompted this episode is um, the strength world, unfortunately, um, just lost a, a pioneer. This is probably the best way to describe it. Uh, a pioneer, Louis, Louis Simmons, died at the end of March. And uh, if you are around the strength world or the powerlifting world, you know Louis Simmons, and you know you know how important he was to the sport of powerlifting, but really to just strength and to learning how to build strength and strength conditioning in general. And so, um, I thought we'd be remiss not to, you know, quickly jump on here. I'm gonna keep this one short and at least just talk about who he was a little bit, but also kind of what um, what he created and and how that can uh, you know. Be used today, even if you're not a powerlifter. See, that's the that's the best part about this is some some of these principles and and these exercises and these methods that Louis created. Uh, he really was an interview or innovator. Um, they can be used regardless of your situation. And so, with my crossfitters, I'm pulling elements of this stuff, um, you know, to be able to use. Am I following a lot of his methods exactly? No, but I'm not training high level powerlifters. So um, I'm sitting here with. Um, his book. He's got the the West Side Barbell book book of methods. And uh, if you are a strength junkie or you're looking to get into, um, you know, look, learn more and learn more how to better help your athletes or your clients or that kind of thing, I highly recommend you come and and, and check this out. Um, it is one of the first books that I I ever read when it, I came to starting you know my journey in the strength world. Um, so I highly recommend doing that and reading it, guys. Um, and and just to give you an idea, I mean, he has trained at Westside Barbell, which is he created Westside Barbell in Columbus, Ohio, and it's kind of a members-only gym where it's you know arguably like the mecca of the strength world kind of thing. Um, it's it's they've had you know world record holder holders all over the place in every weight class, in in squat, in bench, in dead, in total. I mean, they have they've had. I'm looking at this book, and this is an old book right now. Um, so I know this is updated because it still shows uh, that Dave Hall hasn't broken 3,000 pounds, and he's currently the the now the world record holder. He's up over 3,100 pounds, and so um, this is a little bit old numbers. They had 64 people total over 2,000, which is squat, bench, and deadlift added up together over 2,000. I mean that's that's incredible. Um, I mean they've had. I'm looking over here as I'm flipping through here. They've had. 70 people squat more 800 or more and i'm sure that number's only gone up so um when we're talking about the best of the best when it comes to developing strength you know louis and what he's done at west side is is that um 
But he's most famous probably for, um, I guess what you would say the con- the conjugate method is probably what he, I would say he's most known for, even though he's, like I say, he's an innovator. He came up with so many different exercises and, and um, equipment and, and he popularized, popularized the use of bands and chains and things like that. So he's more than, it's more, he's more than just the conjugate method, but um, that's kind of what you hear the most. And, and so what does, what does that really mean? What does conjugate training mean? And I'll, I'll give you kind of my two cents on it um, and, and, and kind of how I use it. Um, but I encourage you to get the, the book and read it, you know, and that's, you'll truly get to see how they use it, which if you're trying to be the best or trained the best when it comes to powerlifting, I mean, you should know what he's talking about uh, and figure out how you can apply it. Um, so for me, when I think conjugate method, or when I'm thinking this, they're really kind of in developing strength uh, it, per kind of the way they do it. And per the way I like to think of it is, is there's maximal effort type in contractions. Um, there are dynamic effort type contractions. And then when it comes to each pattern, we train more than just the main lift in that pattern. We have more of the auxiliary exercises, the the accessories, supplementary, um, special exercise, whatever you want to call them that go into it. So, um, the, the thing that Louis has kind of come up with, uh, or, or, or popularized was that if we want to be better at squatting, we can't just squat heavy all the time, right? Uh, that's just gonna be so hard for our nervous system to recover from. But we also two squat heavyweights have two squat heavyweights uh, as well. So it's a fine line there. And so how do we figure that out? And so um, when they're talking about their maximal effort work, let's say in the squat or the bench, um, the key for, for them is not varying the percentages as much of the same lift like you see historically. Uh, it's more pushing that threshold, trying to get more towards those maximal efforts, but varying the the pattern in a different way. So one week might be a box squat with straight weight. The next week might be uh, a different bar, let's say a cambered bar and bands and uh, bands or chains. Um, week after that, it might be, you know, a free squat, no box. And then, uh, you might come back and do, um, more of a, a box again, but maybe you have, uh, you know, a Buffalo bar and you've got, um, you know, chains or something mixed in there. So you're varying the, the implement a little bit, but each time you're trying to get to the, that maximal effort. You're trying to recruit those higher threshold motor units and you're pushing the load as high as you can. Um, the way I try to implement is I, I, I refer back to what Donnie talked to me about. Um, and we had Donnie on here as our very first interview Brandon and I did years ago. And, um, Donnie, you know, was the world record holder, first person break 3000 pounds in the total. And what he was saying is he tried all these different things and it came back to on maximal effort days, he would do doubles, sets of two, you know, maybe five sets of two at try of whatever the implement was. Let's say it's a, um, a Duffalo bar or Buffalo bar with plates, bands, um, and, you know, you know, a couple, a couple bands and plates and a box. He would hit his five sets of two building slightly over that. So that way those, those last couple of doubles, he's pushing near maximal. And if he felt good, he would just hit a single on top of that. And he would pretty much hit that type of structure, that maximal effort every week, the squat would just change. And he would do that for squat. And he would, you know, do that for say like, uh, for, for bench press. So if you're having, you can have multiple maximal effort days in a week, um, they need to be separated out a little bit from time. So our nervous system can recover. And, but the main thing is if you are pushing those heavier loads and trying to max out within a new implement or a new structure, you're, it's, it's a little bit easier on your nervous system because your brain is still learning that movement as you're doing it because it's not like you're hitting 
just straight barbell back squat every week, trying to go 90 plus percent, 95% push new one RMs every single week. That week after week is going to be really hard in your nervous system. So that variance of the maximal effort work uh, is a way to still push those heavier loads. And that's, so that's something that Louis, uh, Louis uh, popularized is how you how do you do that? And that's where those bands come in, chains come in, um, changing bars, going, you know, it, it's, there's so many different ways you can do it, but the principle is still there. You might have a maximal effort squat day every week and a say a maximal effort bench day every week, but bench could be floor press, it could be regular bench, it could be a, a different bar on that as well. Bands change using weight releasers. Donnie loves to use weight, weight releasers. Um, so you overloading the eccentric of that first rep and then those things pop off and then you're working into it. There's so many, there's so many ways that you can do this. Um, but I love that idea of like, if you're going to squat heavier, push heavy weights, you have to actually train with heavy weights. That's number one. And then number two, though, at the same time, that's going to beat you up nervous system wise. So we have to be smart about how we do it. So we either have to vary our percentages of the lift if we're doing the same lift week by week. And we have to figure out ways to uh, essentially progress and then deload or things like that. Or we can just vary the implement uh, and we can change it up that way. So that's how they approach maximal effort work. And then I think one thing that, that for me, I've tried to implement more and more as I've been around this world um, is, is dynamic effort work. Not all work has to be as heavy as possible. All, oftentimes, implementing more speed type work uh, can be helpful to break through plateaus when you're trying to develop strength. So um, uh, again, talking with, with Donnie about this kind of stuff and then reading Louis' books and the things he's put out, a lot of times you, you take your maximal effort um, work that day or that week that you got up to weight wise and you cut that in half and you're using that weight for, you know, sets of five, maybe you're doing six sets of five, uh, of, of more speed type work at half of what you got up to from a, from a maximal effort type thing, just to give you uh, general parameters. You can work off of percentages and, and use charts and things like that. Prilipin's chart is something I know that, that they use heavily, um, in, 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 uh, some of, uh, the conjugate work, some of the, some of Louis's work. Um, but, you can you can do that yourself by just thinking, all right, I got up heavy, I got up to this, I got up to four plates on each side uh, and two bands. So uh, I'm going to go to two plates on each side and one band and hit my speed work. Um, but having a maximal effort and a dynamic effort squat day in a week and a maximal effort and a dynamic effort bench day in a week and things like that during your training will allow you again to get in great work without overtaxing your nervous system. And so um, the interplay of efforts, maximal versus dynamic, but also the interplay of how to vary what you're doing within those patterns uh, was just, it's just so unique and, and so different. And I, I think it's so cool to see how that has taken off and see people doing it all the time. But I think what's, what's lost even more when you think about, you know, powerlifting training or training heavy or, you know, West side training or, or anything like that is the emphasis on the little things, the special exercises, the accessory work, the auxiliary stuff, whatever you want to call it. Arguably that stuff is more important even than the barbell work. Um, so you're going to do the barbell work. You're going to do that, but that's maybe, you know, that's only a small portion of what you're doing. That may be a quarter of your total training is that main lift and, and those heavy doubles or, or the speed work that you're doing. And the rest of it is how do you bring up all those other things? And, and so I think the thing that's lost is and, you know, in this is everyone wants to focus on how do I make sure I hit the heavy stuff, but I'd argue that um, to make sure that you're the most well-rounded and stay healthy, you got to focus on those other things, those, uh, the, the auxiliary work, the supplementary work, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's going to be how you stay healthy. 
that's going to be more of like almost a prehab rehab tendon health type thing. Cause it, you know, you need to, to make sure that you're, you're staying as healthy as possible. If you're pushing those bigger loads. Um, I think it's where you implement single joint work, which is still important in strength development, power lifting, that kind of thing. It's not just about how much you can lift with the bilateral maximal effort type movements. Um, it, single joint work is important from a health standpoint, joint health standpoint. Um, that time under tension is going to help from in terms of like, you know, we're, we're building hypertrophy and, and trying to basically create a bigger platform for us. You know, again, it's, you know, time under tension. If we drive more hypertrophy and we have bigger cross-sectional, uh, cross-sectional area, excuse me, we'll be able to hopefully generate stronger contractions over time. Um, but you kind of have to have that contractile potential by developing, uh, you know, these, these, you know, larger and thicker muscles that have the ability to contract. And then you have to learn how to use them through more of that maximal effort work and how to recruit them. Um, but it's also how we really target any weak point in the bilateral movement. Let's say your bench is, is limited mainly because you've got, um, you know, say it's a tricep issue, then you're going to be hitting a ton of tricep focused work to try to bring up your bench, right? So the, if triceps are your weaker issue, in this example, and you're just doing barbell bench press all the time, even if you're burying the maximum effort and the dynamic effort work, you're probably not going to you know, see the progress you would as if you were putting in some more specific isolation type work, those special exercises for your triceps or for whatever the weak point is to bring it up. Um, that's, that's super important. Um, and, and so I think that while it's so it's fun to focus on the maximal effort work, and that definitely is, um, you know, a big part of what this training is about the other stuff is equally as important, if not more important. So uh, don't forget about that part. And so for me, um, what I've taken away from all of this is don't just back squat people. If I'm trying to get their back squat ready, box squat them, use different bars, get them wider. Sometimes use accommodating resistance. I love, I've been mixing accommodation, uh, accommodating resistance uh, uh, so much more now um, to, you know, try to break through some sticking points or to, to change and, and work on their ability to develop force quickly. Um, you know, that it, it also is a way I can load them up without, um, you know, load them up heavy and challenge that person with reducing some of the wear and tear and some of the more difficult positions, like the very bottom position of the squat or something like that. So accommodating resistance, don't neglect the speed work when we want to lift heavy, it doesn't mean we only try to lift heavy. Uh, when we're in the gym, sometimes we got to lift lighter and lift faster. Um, that's going to be super important for us to be able to, um, uh, you know, figure out how to develop that force quickly, that rate of force development, which is super, super important when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to get stronger. And so I mix more and more, uh, dynamic effort work in there now. Um, don't neglect the accessory stuff. Arguably, it's more important than anything else. And so I place even a bigger emphasis on that. Uh, it's the same way I think of it, like from people trying to get super strong, where they neglect the accessory work, it's the same way my CrossFitters who want to get super fit and good at CrossFit, a lot of times neglect accessory work. It's kind of just the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, but it, it's, um, it's one of those things that like that is going to be the glue that kind of holds you together and helps you bring up any weak points. Um, and then don't, for, don't be afraid, even when you're working on maximal effort strength work to implement some of these other things like plyometric work or some light aerobic work. You know, obviously you don't, if you're trying to maximize your, your squat, your deadlift, your bench press, um, for competition purposes, you don't need to be doing CrossFit workouts all the time. Right. But 
doesn't mean that you can't do a little bit of walking. You can't push some sleds, do some wheelbarrow walks. Um, um, that's the original use of the ex-wife for uh, at Donnie's was to put on the wheelbarrow so you can walk with it because um, it was just something you could load it with um, before it became used for body tempering. So, you know, don't neglect doing some light aerobic work too. Um, if anything, it's going to at least help you recover for that next maximal effort day. Um, but it needs to be um, pretty low intensity. Um, so uh, I know that was a lot and that was kind of how my interpretation of a lot of those things. I think if you have a chance, I would encourage you get the, the book, get Westside Book and Methods, read through it. It's, it's unique. It's pretty cool just from a history standpoint. Um, if you're into strength, if you're into um, powerlifting, it's just cool to see and to, to read about and hear about these legends in the strength world and what they've been able to accomplish. Um, so I encourage you to, to check that out. Um, also, if you're just trying to get yourself strong or trying to get your people strong, your clients, your patients, it's never a bad thing to have more tools in your toolbox. Um, plus, if you're going to be working with power workers, it's good to be able to speak their language a little bit. Um, but also, too, it's just a, I wanted to take some time to record this episode as a uh, as a shout out and a thank you to to Louis Simmons just for um, what he did for the the strength world. Um, obviously, I never got to meet the guy, but um, I've met a lot of people who have you know, trained under him, worked with him, and, and, and utilized his methods, his exercises, his equipment, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we, we wouldn't have a reverse hyper <laughs> in our in our clinic. Uh, you know, probably without Louie. And so um, just wanted, you know, our, our way of saying thank you to him, um, but also to hopefully bring kind of what his, you know, what he was known for and what he was able to accomplish and create and bring it out to the masses. So if you get a chance to check it out, uh, if you have questions on this stuff or how to implement this or any other training stuff, I love talking about training. So um, hit us up, shoot us a, me a message uh, in our uh, DMs on Instagram. It's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Um, and we'll chat more about it. It's always fun to do this, but um, appreciate you all tuning in and listening. Um, as always, if you can subscribe, like, review, give us five stars. We appreciate it. Um, check out those discount codes there in the show notes for Blaze Pods, MedBridge, all, all those things like that. Um, again, we appreciate them um, giving us some of those sponsor codes. So check those out. Um, and until next time, I hope you all have a great week. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.